One realizes that human relationships are the tragic necessity of human life. Willa Cather Part 1 Where Bright Angels Have Trod Chapter 1 It was mid-morning in early May, when J.B. Bennett crested the hill, stopped, and surveyed the little sand hills meadow where the windmill was slowly clanking in a wobbly circle. The metal rubbing on metal in an uneven cadence made him reach for the small tin of grease in his saddlebag, the one he already knew he'd pulled out yesterday and left sitting on the window ledge in the tool shed when he'd repacked his saddlebags for the trip to his father's ranch this morning. It was getting to be harder to keep track of every little detail. He wasn't that old, he reasoned. But then he had the boy and the 20,000 acres, and the men and the cattle. He lifted his hand and let it drop back to the saddle horn. It was the other thing that drove his mind these days. He reached in his shirt pocket and pulled out the photograph he'd recovered from his son's dresser drawer a few hours ago. God only knew where Hayward had disappeared to. The picture showed his wife, Dulcinea, as she'd been in 1880 when she came to Nebraska, fresh-faced and fiercely happy, her long auburn hair barely contained by a ribbon, her hand shading her eyes as if she could see as far down the years as it would take to find him again and punish him for what he'd done. The wind was blowing so hard that day. He remembered praying that she wouldn't notice the fine grit from the sand hills that found its way into every crevice and seasoned your food. That night, as they lay out in their bedrolls, she teased him about the sand between his toes after they'd made love. It wasn't their first time. That had happened when they agreed to marry at her parents' home in Chicago. By the time they bedded their first night on their new ranch in a new land, her initial shyness was replaced by a light teasing he found delightful. He grimaced now. When had he ever used that word? But that was her effect on him. She brought a new language with her and made it his. He wondered if Hayward would miss the picture of his mother. This one had been lovingly preserved, wrapped in a pale blue silk scarf that must have been hers and bedded carefully in a stack of his old baby clothes, hand-me-downs from his older brother, Cullen. J.B. couldn't even think Cullen's name without wincing. While the staggering wine-clank of the windmill seemed to grate harder on his ears. Today he was determined to find Cullen and bring him home. Drum be damned. He gathered the reins in his fist, and the young chestnut horse lifted its head and pawed, impatient with the rider who paused too long. God damn you, Drum. J.B. cursed his father, as part of the chain of thoughts that had become his burden of late. For years, he'd managed to work himself to such exhaustion, he couldn't begin to think, moving from dark to dark in a state of rigid sleepiness and pain. When Hayward cried, he was comforted by a woman. J.B. hired from town, or lately by the wife of his foreman. It wasn't enough, of course. Dulcinea was the shadow beside him every minute of the day. So often as not, he ended up in a place like this meadow this morning, the site of the picnic where she'd told him she was pregnant with their first child, 
and they'd made love on a blanket slowly and carefully, though she said there was no worry. His only experience, the animals he'd cared for, which made his inquiries awkward and ridiculous. He blushed at the thought of how it made her laugh when he asked if she had been in heat of late. She was so happy then. They both were. He brushed the picture with his lips and tucked it safely in his pocket. He gazed at the hills covered with the mint green of bluestem and grama grass among last year's taller dried stalks that would gradually collapse and disappear as spring progressed. Drought over, the Omaha Herald proclaimed after a winter of snow and spring rains. Prosperity on 1900 horizon. A new patch of low-lying prickly pear cactus had sprung up beyond the windmill and water tank. He'd have the men dig it out. It was a constant battle to hang on to the grass, the only thing to support the cattle that made his living.